Hey guys, welcome to the Bagging Boardcast, episode number 468. I am Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being the Weekend Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list, the comic books that we are looking forward to coming out January 26, 2022. And we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week we're kind of branching out a little bit. We're doing something like we used to do, where we're going to be talking about uh, some of our favorite movie trilogies. But in those trilogies, there's really only one movie that you need. Exactly. And, you know, that that uh, topic sprung to mind, like most good ideas, and that is while drinking with friends. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was talking about uh, the new Matrix movie and how none of us were interested in it. And Chris, uh, are you trying to say the new Matrix movie you don't like a drama about uh, uh, mental illness? Uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about... The new Matrix movie. We're going to get to our main topic. But, Paul, uh, instead, we're going to talk about a beer that, again, like last episode, uh, you brought to this to all of our tables. Yeah, and I should have done some research because I have no idea who Ben Nevis is. But uh, this is a Scotch Ale from 42 North Brewery. That's right. If you listened to last week's episode, uh, we drank two beers from 42 North. We're drinking the other two beers uh, that I bought, Chris. Uh, this week, and this is their Scotch Ale, it's 8%, and, uh, it's really easy drinking for 8%. It's, I'm kind Agreed. of it in it, I don't get much flavor on it, it's not like the Claymore from the Great Divide, which I really like. Um, it's not Rohrbach Scotch, It's either. not I, I was gonna say, yeah. like, my go-to Scotch would be... Dirty Bastard from Founders, mm. which has a lot more alcohol in it, but, but this is very easy to drink. And, Paul, I just Googled it quick. Ben Nevis is the highest mountain in Scotland. Mm. Uh, which makes sense, because if you look at the can, there's like a topographic map on it, and it has a mountain, so that makes sense. Uh, and it also you... says, far below the top of Ben Nevis. I didn't see that. Where does on it say the that? can. On mm. the side, right by the UPC. Mm. Mm. Because mm. yeah, forty two North Brewery. Most of the it also says named after the highest mountain in the British Isles. So located yeah, located in Scotland. My I don't know if you can tell. My room is fairly dark, so I can't read it. But good good job reading the cans, guys. Thank you. You should hang some beer neons like I did. Mm. 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 I, I'm mm. sitting in a fairly dark corner. Um, yeah, I'm I'm nonplussed by it. Oh, it, it's nice. It's very easy to drink. Like you said, 8%. It does hit that nice kind of like caramel note that you do want off of like a nice scotch. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm not mad at this at all. I put this at like a 4 out of 5 on my untapped. Ooh, those, that's a Paul rating. Yeah, I think it's pretty high, man. I, I like it. I don't know. This is a nice, easy drinking scotch ale. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this right. with like a cheesecake? No, I got other no. beers I'd rather drink really? with a cheesecake. Wow. I, yeah, it's it's an okay scotch. It delivers by hiding that eight percent. I wish there, like Paul said, like I wish there was a little more body to it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty thin. Uh, I've had way better scotch ales, and I've had way worse scotch ales. So it kind of falls in the middle. Uh, you know what? This is the Boba Fett of. Uh, of scotch ales. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess uh, uh, 
We, should we just get into news real quick, guys, and uh, go out to the news garden, see if there's anything better, tastier out there? Yeah, no? let's, yeah. Uh, let's get to it. You know, partly uh, what, what drove this, what really drove me wanting to do this episode this week is because of the news that Tim Allen is coming back, guys. Coming back in the role he was born to play, and that is the role of Santa Claus in the Santa Claus series for Disney Plus. That's right. You thought we were done with the Santa Claus after the train wreck of Santa Claus 3, but they didn't even bring back Bernard, the best character in that whole trilogy. I very vaguely remember 3, because that was the one with Jack Frost? Jack Frost, a.k.a. Okay. Uh, Stephen... Uh, Martin Short. Martin Short. Thank you. And, uh... Yeah, well, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, The Santa Claus is definitely one of those movies, one of those movie trilogies that you only need the first one of. No other. So I cannot see why they're doing this. I understand it makes money for Disney, or it did make money. But, and maybe there's the analytics that say, hey, people want more Christmas-themed shows during the holidays and people just watch the Santa Claus on heavy rotation and maybe those people are me and is the Santa Claus series on Disney, Disney Plus? Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think I watched the first one I can't remember if it was this Christmas or maybe it was last Christmas but yeah, I know so, you did it wrong if you didn't watch it for both Christmases I guess it, the reason they would do it is because People are they They've noticed people are watching it, so I guess they're 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 tracking everything. They got it. I was also surprised because I felt like Disney was kind of like distancing themselves from Tim Allen a little bit. Like he came, they spun off uh, Last Man Standing over to Fox. You know, it used to be on ABC, and then all of a sudden they bought Fox. So now Last Man Standing's back under the Disney banner. It just seems you know i i so maybe it's not maybe they're not distancing themselves with tim allen they're they're getting back back into the tim allen trade uh business but all right i bamped enough i i don't know what i'm saying <laughs> also, also was this was this scheduled news Is this no it, news? it wasn't i don't know why paul society wanted to talk about the santa claus i put it on the facebook thing i just forgot to bring it up during our scheduled news Facebook thing? I don't know. You know, our messenger. Any, I didn't even see that at all. But anyways, other news that we already previously talked about. Uh, <laughs> Pre-approved news. <laughs> uh, I don't have a lot to say about this one, but it looks like Black Panther is shutting down again. This time due to uh, the actress who plays Nakia Lupita Nyong'o testing positive for COVID. So I'm assuming they probably filmed everything they could during their last shutdown uh, when Letitia Wright was out. So I don't know how much more work they can do at this point, but there's got to be like pickup shots and like other things that they can kind of film around this. So I don't know, unless they're just like shutting down to make sure everybody else is clear. So when they called this movie Wakanda forever, they didn't realize that it was Wakanda going to film forever. Aha, <laughs> not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah, I I don't know. I think I yeah. It, there's a lots of rumors that have been coming out from 
from this movie. And a lot of them were like they went back and they changed more of the script to go in a different direction. Um, people are talking that it's setting up like a time jump point. <laughs> um, there's lots of little things that I guess they're they're talking about changing. Um, so who knows how it's going to go, but I'd like to see... I'm... I will be interested in seeing where this movie goes, but it seems like it's gonna. It might take forever. It, it might become one of the movies that we would talk about on this list, where you only need the first one. It, it, I think, or, it's, or maybe the Santa Claus is also going to be on Paul's list. I think we already got to Paul's pick, so uh, we can <laughs> skip no, his part saying, of the main topic. The the. the Wakanda Forever already started off with an insurmountable mountain to tell a story that will make everybody, like, not... Everybody's going to go into this movie being like, oh, man, I miss Chadwick Boseman. Right? How do you get an audience out of that mind frame and actually enjoy that movie? It seems such a a Herculean task. You know, it, it just... And then all these problems are happening with the filming of it, you know, with the shutdowns and the COVID and, you know, the rewrites. It's just, but also, you know, it, I don't know how it could succeed. That's all I'm saying. Um, The other thing is, is this is news stuff that we look for. Most people aren't following (laughs) this news. Yeah, right. When Most they, people don't even know this movie's coming out or that it has a release date attached to it. Yeah, there's always going to be people that, as soon as that first trailer comes out, they're going to be like, they're making up Black Panther too. Like, we're inside that bubble a yeah. lot. Um, but also, to kind of touch on your point, people have always been wondering, like, well, how is this movie going to work? Because a lot of these characters people don't know or didn't care about, even mm-hmm. if they did know them. So I think we're at the point now where Marvel's proved itself with their track record. Whatever they wind up doing, I'm excited to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Much like I am Moon Knight, which we got our first full trailer for uh, the other night, which was actually the night of the full moon. Uh, they put the new trailer for the next Disney Plus show I went about. And guys, this looks awesome. Like, this looks really good. John, you're the premier Moon Knight fan on the podcast here. What are your thoughts, sir? Uh, I really like the looks of it. Um, I like that he's it's playing with all the crazy personalities um, and where it's all going to go. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how this all plays out. I think it's going to be one of those, it's going to be a lot different and people are not going to know what to expect out of this. And I hope they don't dumb a lot of it down for those people that it's just going to be, hey... This is it. Get on board or don't. Um, But I also enjoy that the teaser trailer we had gotten previous where you see, like, Moon Knight beating somebody up in the bathroom. And you're like, we're all like, oh, yeah, he's beating that guy up. But in this one, you'd see that it's a werewolf. Yeah. (laughs) He's got got those lichen legs from Underworld. Uh, So I kind of – I do like to see – I do like – that I don't know exactly where this is all going. And I think it's cool. Even like 
when all of a sudden the mummy wrap comes out mm-hmm. and kind of wraps him, and I like that kind of look for the suit. It makes sense. I, I'm looking forward to seeing how this how it plays out. I'm neither more interested or less interested in this one. It 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 didn't like sway me either way to go see it. Moon Knight is a character that I have a hard time like getting excited about. You know, uh, we've tried to cup quite a few number ones from really good art, uh, writers and really good artist teams. It's not like this is a character that Marvel just like, oh, you you want to get your beat wet? We want to kind of see what you can do. Uh, give us a pitch. Uh, no, you can't use that character. No, you can't. give us a pitch on Moon Knight. It's not like one of those kind of characters, right? It's they they've given some strong uh, strong support behind it, and I just can't get behind them here. It's like you know, with him beating up the the werewolf in the bathroom, I'm like, oh, is this going to be one of those kind of like gritty, violent? Uh, I am vengeance kind of superhero takes. And the only fun part I'll get is the psychological, like, is his name Scott? Is he actually Mark uh, Spectre? Spectre. Maybe he's not even Mark Spectre. Who knows? Like, that seems interesting to me. The beating up people in a bathroom, uh, seeing as I don't like going to use public bathrooms, even though I constantly have to use public bathrooms because I have the world's smallest bladder. (laughs) It's kind of a distraction, uh, detraction for me. And, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like we have no flow. <laughs> I, I, some of the stuff, like, again, it's like, it's really fresh. And it's things that we have talked about a little bit before. So it's kind of hard to, yeah. you know, get excited about something that we saw the teaser for. And this did have a little bit more footage than we saw previously. Um, you got to see Ethan Hawke for the first time. Mm. Who looks like Ethan Hawke. Yeah, he looks like Ethan Hawke with Kevin Bacon hair. It is what it is. Uh, But something that we just got our first look at is the upcoming Amazon Prime show, The Lord of the Rings, which we now know the subtitle of is The Rings of Power. And the showrunners for this show did come out and say that this is actually going to be focusing on the second age uh, Mm. of Middle-earth, focusing on the forging of the ring, and Sauron's rise to power, um, which I think is really cool because I assumed we were just going to be getting the actual Lord of the Rings story, not the stuff that kind of led up to Lord of the Rings. So I'm jazzed for this. Uh, this show cost uh, how much money for Amazon to make? It's like... I think it's a billion dollars. I want to say it's like a ridiculous amount like that they spent per episode to make this. Um this teaser does not give a lot. It just gives the uh, the black speech that surrounds the ring while it's showing like the forging of a ring. Uh, but I don't know. This kind of got me hyped up a little bit more for it than I was previously. I guess the Tolkien nerds are all upset about the title that it they sh- because there are stories that take place around this that have a title mm-hmm. that they should have titled it that and not. The Rings of Power, mm-hmm. but, but what's gonna connected to that? What's gonna look best and grab people watching a show? Oh yeah, because like, there are diehard, crazy, Tolkien Lord of the Rings fans, and then there are those people that are fans of just the movies, right? So those and the people that don't know all the crazy lore that they're it's marketed 
mainly for them, even though yeah. it's also marketed for this small niche group that are the diehard Tolkien fans. And I say this as my aunt being a English professor who teaches and has written a book about Tolkien. <laughs> uh, those, they're losers. <laughs> I, don't, I enjoy watching... Uh, I've seen maybe a handful of the of Tolkien like uh YouTubers like talking about different things like giving giving me more you know about like hey you know there were two blue wizards right that they went out to the east and like what were they about like you know the, the, we, we you know giving me a little bit more uh, explanation instead of having to read the books because I know the books are a lot different than the movies you know, you don't get Tom Bombadil. Who is Tom Bombadil? Had it watched a YouTube video. He's annoying. That's who he is. I'm, <laughs> I'm fine with them cutting him out. I hated that whole part of the book. Okay. See? You just upset a lot of Tolkien fans out there because some <laughs> no, people that, are... I like that. Best. No, but even the stuff uh, with, like, the Blue Wizards, they're never actually talked about in the book. Like, it's just, like, something that was, like, thrown away. So... Yeah. Would the same Tolkien fans be upset that, well, now they're focusing on the Blue Wizards? That doesn't happen. You can't make everybody happy, but Amazon's going to do what they can to make the most amount of people happy. Um, I, just like any other entertainment company is going to do. I have to say, I was pretty happy because, you know, I'm listening in the background to that music in the background. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, that feels like, because that soundtrack... That, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, that, that that music in the background of the Lord of the Rings, you know, kind of makes it for me. Like, I need, like, that that haunting kind of vocalization in the background, and then back in the middle, you know. <laughs> Paul, can you do the music again? No. No, because I, I couldn't even do it the first time. That was not it. <laughs> But, You're doing great, Paul. You're doing but, great. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I was happy with that. Talking, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But go ahead, Paul. Oh, yeah. talking about nerds being either happy or unhappy. Uh, Blizzard, Activision Blizzard, has now been bought out by X Microsoft, aka Xbox, and uh, yeah, seven billion dollars. Seventy. Seventy. Seven zero billion. Wow. So now Xbox owns Microsoft, Xbox owns Bethesda, Activision Blizzard, and I thought there was one other big thing that they owned. Oh, Bioware. They owned Bioware for a oh, while. I thought then Bioware, Bioware was now like EA. just part of Bethesda. I don't know why I thought that. They're separate companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. So what you're telling me is I got to get the new Xbox so I can play the new Diablo game. Yes. Or you can play it on PC. Yeah. I can play it on but PC. I also, record this podcast on a this, laptop. I don't have a PC. This deal's going to take some time to finalize, so who knows what other deals are mm-hmm. already in place at that point. Um, you know, they're going to want to make whatever money they can. They may still have stuff that's exclusive just to Xbox or PC now, but I'm sure they'll mm-hmm. still probably want to put as much out on other platforms as they can. Um, well, they'll probably be like full 
like the big marquee stuff, like mm-hmm. your Call of Duties, like they're going to want as many people buying those as they can. Uh, you know, Microsoft did do the push by renaming just Xbox Game Pass to Xbox. You can now it's Xbox Game Pass or Xbox PC Game Pass. <laughs> like, so because before I'm like, I, I, I don't have an Xbox. Why would I buy that? And I'm like, oh, it also works on my PC. Well, maybe I'll get the Game Pass on there. And then I'm like, I, I don't play. I don't play new video games. I play the video games that I've been oh, playing for 27 have, years. You basically have that Game Pass on your Steam with all the games that you've bought yeah. that you've never played. Exactly. <laughs> Truth. Uh, talking, talking about another buyout, uh, this mm-hmm. being not uh, video games related, but on our, the beer side of things... Uh, Canarchy Brands, which um, the couple <clears throat> big big parts of that is Cigar City, which is a brewery we've talked about. We visited um, Oscar Blues. I forget what the third big brewery that's part of that. Uh, uh, one of them was Outside Ales, which is out of uh, Grand Haven, Michigan, close to where I used to live. Uh, but they kind of formed a, a, a group where all the breweries help each other. And also, like, you know, Oscar Blues is is brewing uh, Cigar City High Life, so that area can have High Life. <clears throat> They're brewing beers that can then get out to, <clears throat> to, to Buffalo. And so they're all, like, these partner breweries who are all helping each other out. And then this Canarchy uh, label gets bought by Monster Energy Drink. Uh you gotta diversify. And I believe it was for like two hundred million dollars, if I'm if I'm right. Um, so the, I think the 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 owners of those breweries who made this thing, I mean, it almost feels like they kind of brought all these breweries together to at some point sell and have a kind of under that so you can get a bigger price so you can split the shares better. Mm-hmm. And then it almost feels like Monster would do this so they would have, they could have a, a kind of a, um, a car in the race for um, the hard seltzers mm-hmm. because Mountain Dew is putting out hard seltzers. I think uh, Coca-Cola is going to be putting out hard seltzers. So now all these pop companies and everybody are putting out hard seltzers. So now you're going to have like a Four Loco-esque monster energy seltzers? Buzz beer. Maybe. As made by Drew Carey. <laughs> um, but it feels like, that to me, that would be one of the only reasons is you buy these guys so then they could market your hard seltzer. It just seems odd that monster would... <laughs> like buy, well, buy a, a brewery conglomerate. The, the energy drink market has become a lot more competitive. Monster was the only game in town for quite a while there. Now there's Bang, uh, bang, bang, bang is, is huge. Uh, the Rock Johnson has Zoa, or however you pronounce the OA. Uh, Mountain Dew came in hard with. They they have like a different energy drink every other week. It seems they first started well, with that, Amp, then they went with Kickstarter, 
Now there's a rise. It's like, well, they're, they, I don't think they're getting one that hits. Um, But also like there's the Celsius brand, which is huge, Mm -hmm. which is more of a health, healthy energy drink where you get Uh, vitamins and everything. Uh, Paul Macbeth, uh, disc golfer, uh, is a, is a lead sponsor of, or spokesperson for Celsius brand. But like in uh, for the company that I work for, that Celsius is one of our highest selling energy drinks. Like it's outselling everything else. It's it's hands down crazy how well it sells. Probably because of Paul McBeth and his disgusting game. I don't even know who that is, and you just said his name. <laughs> he he got signed for a ten million dollar contract for over ten years. So for, uh, that's a million, that's a million yeah. dollars a year. That's bullshit. Yeah. That's nothing. Pretty big in the disc I guess, golf. Game. I guess I, I was going to say it's pretty big for a guy that throws a piece of plastic into a into a hoop. <laughs> so it's a metal basket with chains. Um, but I mean, you've been seeing this a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, dogfish selling to Boston Beer Company. Yeah. Just recently, um, basically. Um, Bell's Brewery out of Michigan selling to um, New Belgium Brewery. Like these are things that we've been t- we've been seeing happening a lot. But usually, it's a beer conglomerate buying up breweries to expand their mm-hmm. portfolio. Where this is a energy drink company. I see. I think this is a dis- uh, diversification play more so than yeah. Seltzer angle, I think you're completely right on, John. But I think it's more, hey, we got to diversify here because it's becoming more and more competitive in the energy drink market. Um, <laughs> I thought the Seltzers was going to go like hit big and be like that. Uh, not your granddaddy's uh, root beer phase Do that everybody went through. I haven't seen those in a while. Are they still available? Like the not your mom's iced tea uh, or whatever some of them are okay. i know just um not your father's root beer is still being made i don't know if they're doing any other flavors but like mm-hmm. the henry's hard so- uh sodas are now henry's hard seltzers like mm. they've got out of the flavored malt beverage business to get mm-hmm. into the hard seltzer business and that's what I was, I was thinking. It was just going to be maybe a two to three summer fad, you know, with the seltzers. And it how is, many how many summers it, is it now? <laughs> uh, it's it is seven. It's going into seven summers now. Wow, I'm old. Those seltzers Time is going came, by too fast. Those seltzers came out, uh, started hitting in 2015. Jeez. Uh, and they just keep they just keep grow the category just keeps growing mm-hmm. the amount keeps growing the what's interesting is the fluctuation is there's companies that come out and do a hard seltzer and then they just can't maintain it they mm-hmm. haven't figured it out so they'll like launch a brand it goes away but then a new brand comes out and then some of them stick some of them don't mm-hmm. um like Topo Chico, the Mexican yeah. mineral water, they have a hard seltzer out now. Huh. You know, it's it's just crazy all over the place, and and we don't even get Topo Chico out here. Yes, huh. we do. See, I get it. I get it down here. So 
I didn't know. Yeah. I, didn't, oh, I gotta no, Paul, find the Tapatino. Oh, That's a hard one. Just the regular one. Well, Paul, oh, yeah, the I'm, something I'm, else for you to drink when you're uh, reading your comic books for next week. Wait, is that all the news? It's everything we had. We're already half an hour into this, and yeah. and you added your uh, yeah, Santa yeah. Claus. Yeah. <laughs> it was either added then during the news card in our talk about it when we talked about the main topic. Either or, <laughs> either way, you're not happy about it. <laughs> I got to about talk it. about the one that I had and put it in the news. Yeah. Uh, but Paul, what book are you looking forward to? Guys, there was nothing that really jumped out and grabbed me this week, so I'm going to go back out in the week being uh, what what week are we picking this for? I'm sorry, January 26, 2022. Thank you. Uh, so I'm going to go back into my wish list and actually pick up Star Wars: The High Republic, Volume Number One. There is no fear. I know I picked up a few of these issues here and there. Uh, I think I'm going to enjoy reading this book series in trade paperback for $8.99 I'll give it a whirl um, and if I don't enjoy reading it in trade paperback well then at least now I know not to keep on buying an issue here and there uh, on, I will uh, say the, the ones that I've bought I've I've enjoyed like I, I'm enjoying mm-hmm. the title um, enough so that I've started picking up spinoff stuff from it um, and the rest of the issues are on my wish list of things to go back to and pick up it's not a book that I have to read like month to month. Yeah. Um, so eight ninety nine for the first arc in Dre Paperback, I think, is a great price for it. So yeah, I, hey, I haven't maybe, kept up with the book maybe series we do that for uh, a trade paperback. Yeah. Uh, I, I still want to get through uh, book two, and I, I am interested in picking up uh, the the death or the light. It's not light of the Jedi. It's the dark of the Jedi. Whatever the last book that just came out uh, this month. Oh, that one the, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's Heart of the Storm. It's the second book. I just started reading that, and then I stopped reading it, and now i got to go back and restart reading the book. So I, I think this will be a nice compendium to to reading. Uh, yeah, the, the Star Wars novels. I, I've been re-watching. You started back up on the treadmill, so I started watching Clone Wars again, and uh, the High Republic gives me those Clone Wars kind of vibes. So... Um, Maybe it's all kind of tied in together. But, John, you seem bored by my Star Wars The High Republic talk, so what book are you looking forward to? Uh, I am looking forward to one of my favorite comic book series uh, of all time coming back, and that is Saga, number 55. This is a double-length issue with 44 pages still coming in at $2.99 without any variant covers or gimmicking renumbering uh that's in the little solicitation here they say that uh but yeah this is one of my favorite books and i want to continue to see what is happening with uh hazel and her family um yeah i actually feel like i need to go back and probably reread the last 10 or so issues of this because this book has been i think it's going to be close to three years that it was on hiatus mm-hmm. uh, but brian k vaughn and fiona staples are both back for the book and uh i can't wait and it'll be another two years until the next issue no i believe <laughs> you think it, you think oh, okay. uh yeah no i they announced brian k vaughn announced this book 
Um, I think this is going to run till the quote unquote end. Okay. Because uh, he has a finale set for it. So it's going to. And this is issue, what, 52? 55. 55. Okay. And Brian K. Vaughn normally goes to 60. So that would be good. Yeah. Five away. Nice. Do you feel like it's wrapping up, or do you feel like you're still in the middle of the story? I don't. I don't. Uh, like I said, I don't 100% realize where it ended, because when I read the when I read it three years ago, mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting it to end. All of a sudden, I just, no book, no book, no book. This book has gone on hiatuses before because it's given like Fiona Staple time to work on other stuff or just give her a bit of a break. So I was like, oh, this is usually, okay, a couple months, it'll be back on. And then I think almost a year passed and I looked it up and it was like, it's on a hiatus basically for for a while. <laughs> so I do, I feel like I need to go back, but I feel like this does a little bit of a time jump. Because you have Hazel as a much older girl than she was in the last uh, the last story, and at least we got that great by the last man uh, series on Hulu during this hiatus. So yeah, yeah. Have you was... finished watching any of those? No, I didn't watch past uh, what we talked about on a movie fix, Paul. I watched two more episodes, and you're like, okay, he's turning a corner. But do I care? No, I don't care. Mm. It really was sad Mm -hmm. that that's what we got. Yeah. We we do have to finish it for a movie fix, though, John. No. We promised it on that episode. Yeah. Did we? I'm yeah. gonna re-listen to that, and then I'm gonna. And you're the one that suggested it. I'm. I. I'm so it's liar. your fault. I'm a liar. I'm not gonna do it. You know, it was awful. It was awful. I can't. I can't bring myself to do it. Even my wife was like, "We don't have to watch any more of that." And I was like, "No, no, we don't." It was bad. But Chris, what are you looking forward uh, to? I'm looking forward to a book that we kind of talked about a little bit last week. Uh, with corporate synergy between Disney and Marvel. Uh, and I'm much like Paul, I'm also looking forward to a High Republic book. And this is the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Halcyon Legacy number one. Uh, written by Ethan Sachs, art by Will Sliney. Uh, this is a High Republic era story telling the tale of, uh, two Jedi that are working on protecting the Galactic Star Cruiser itself, Halcyon Legacy, uh, a.k.a. the Disney Star Wars Resort Hotel, uh, from a Nihil <sighs> attack. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to pick up any more after this one, but, you know, everything I said about High Republic before stands to. I'm always willing to check out some more from this publishing imprint. Um, synergistic so, tie-ins to stuff or not. So it costs $5,000. To stay in a hotel that's over 250 years old? Yes. That's also uh, been attacked by the Nihil, so you already know it's on some sort of watch list, probably. Yeah. I I don't know. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about this one. We'll 
We'll see how it winds up going. I am very excited to hear the, you know, there's YouTubers that I follow, Ordinary Adventures, always believe. They both have, like, tickets or reserves, you know, whatever it's called, to board the Halcyon. And, uh, you know, they are fans. They, they, they always believe they love Star Wars. They're big into Star Wars uh, to bounding. Uh, I really enjoy their energy. If there's anybody that's going to love it, it's going to be them. So I'm going to really enjoy seeing what they say about the Halcyon. Uh, yeah, well, but well, knowing that it's now being tied into the High Republic makes me a little angry. Because it's like, dude, that means it's like almost 300 years old. Because High Republic's 200 years before the Battle of Yavin. And then, all, so you all, got all the Star Wars stuff is old in one way or another. Let's just except for the just, stupid bikes. Let's just appreciate it for what it <laughs> in the, is. In Boba Fett, those stupid Vespas are like brand new. No, I'm not going to pause. I'm going to yell about this on the episode. You know why? Because I want to. Okay, now I'm going to pause because <laughs> I ran out of steam. That was quick. And now. A dramatic reading from Swamp Thing Green Hell number one, page 31, panel one. Oh, I can't zoom in. <laughs> That's not the reading, everyone. Shut it down. Shut it down. Hold on. Took you bloody well long enough. <laughs> well... Took you bloody well long enough. And that was an extended reading from Swamp Thing, Green Hell number one, page 31, panel one. Lovingly brought to life by Paul, might I add. <laughs> and if you want to see that panel, make sure you follow us over on the Instagram. We're just bag and board where you can find all of our dramatic readings, and our show note artwork, and just whatever other bullshit we decide we want to put up. But man, speaking of things that we want to put up, I just put up some of the beers I was drinking earlier today, you know, preparing for the show, a little bit of pre-game action. Uh, we like it again. Beer. You can take the boy out of Buffalo, but you can't take the Buffalo out of the boy. No, the buffalo, the buffalo will gore you with its horns if you try to take him out of the boy. <laughs> I mean, that's just too long to be an episode title. But, guys, we're drinking our last beer. Hey, it's been a long ride. It's been a fun ride. It's been a long ride. People... Well, yeah, you're on that about each other. <laughs> We've learned a lot about each other. We've learned a lot about ourselves. Uh, and this is 42 North's Red Army, Russian Imperial Stout. Uh, this is, what, 12% alcohol by volume? 1125 11.25. Wow. Uh, it's chocolatey, silky, decadent. It is uh, one of the best Imperial Stouts. This is a fan favorite of ours. We've loved this beer since, I think, the first time they brewed it. Mm -hmm. And Paul was always uh, kind enough to go and, and buy it, and we would drink his. Um, originally, I think it was just like in bomber bottles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then they started doing the four packs. Um, yeah. 
I don't uh, think they did it last year or the year before. I, I want to say there's space. been a couple years that they've taken off from doing it because I remember one time asking about it. And I, Paul, I can't remember if it was you or John. Like, one of you were like, oh, no, like, they didn't do it this year. And it's like, man, it's such a great, like, Russian stuff because it's deceptively easy drinking for a beer that's, what, did you say 11 or 12%? Kind of. You can, a quarter. you can guzzle this beer, because I basically am just taking these big mouthfuls of it and just being so happy with it. Uh, and you breathe deep, the nose on it. Is that roasted, toasted, multi-deliciousness? It smells like a, you know, it just, it has that hazy, uh, hazy, dark, rich, multi-smell. And we were doing this one last so we can savor it. So, John, stop, stop gulping it. Like, you don't need to chug this because... I can do whatever I want. You can. You're an adult. But I'm an adult. We, we still got a main topic to get to, baby. Because we're yeah. about to head into that. And this is something that we've actually had on our docket for a little while. And this actually came from one of our post-show talks. And I can't remember what we were discussing that kind of got us to this point, but... Matrix 4. Was it, was it Matrix? Was it <laughs> yeah. officially? Okay. Because, guys, this is going to be the trilogies you only need one of. So, I don't want to say these are our least favorite trilogies. Because some of these trilogies, I absolutely love. Like, oh, yeah. I love these stories and, like, these universes and these worlds and these characters. But sometimes, yeah, you only need one. And that's mm-hmm. the crux for this. Yeah, I touched upon it with uh, talking about the Santa Claus movies, and, you know, there's definitely diminishing returns with a lot of film franchises. And I think we've seen that, uh, Chris, you saw The Matrix. Yeah, I actually watched it the other night because I didn't want to watch it, but I was sitting at home and I, <laughs> I was sitting at home and I was literally like racking my brain for like, okay, what can I watch? And I went to Netflix and I was like, no. And then somebody busts in clockwork orange style and just holds your lids open while they put it on. Like, what you actually, didn't want to watch it. Did you get it? Uh, I just put on something to watch because oh, okay. there was no- nothing on Netflix I wanted to watch. Disney Plus didn't have anything. So I went to HBO Max and I was like, all right, let me see like what's jumping out at me. And I had a couple things in mind. But I was like, no, let me watch Matrix because this is the one that's kind of in the most current pop culture uh, Mm -hmm. environment, so I watched it, and guys, I I don't like The Matrix. (laughs) What, the thing that, like, it came out after the movie was made was the, the, the Wachowski that made this one, because the other one was Lana. When they were asking her about it, she's like, yeah, I'd move past doing action scenes, and... It's just not something I want to do anymore. And then you're like, but the Matrix franchise is all about the action scenes. Everything else that the Wachowskis have done since then has been a lot of action scenes. And I did either of you guys see Matrix Resurrections? I watched a little bit. Okay. I watched a little bit of it and I was like, I, I would say the action scenes are probably the best part of the movie. So... But they're the least, they're the worst action sequences of the Matrix franchise. I, I would say yes. 
So am I free to talk about the Matrix yeah. without talking about the Matrix and having it be one of my picks? Because this is like what everything yeah. sprung from. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is what okay. everything The Matrix was on my the table. List. Nobody was supposed to pick I, the Matrix. Well, my number one pick because it's fresh. I just watched it. I put the Matrix. Um, <laughs> the thing that really got me about the Matrix is the first one is like a touchstone in that late mm-hmm. 90s like action balls out cinema. And it does it extremely well. And then everything that came after it was very, like, self-filating, like, hey, Mm -hmm. we're smarter than your regular action movie, get it? And it really took me out of it. And Matrix Resurrections is kind of more of the same, except it's done under the guise of, like, hey, they're redoing everything from a few years ago. A lot of it's bullshit, so we're just going to come right out and say, like, oh, everything that they're doing now that's based off of something old is bullshit, right? Ha ha, that's the joke. Except it's not a joke if you're doing the same that thing. exact same thing. And it's like the one X-Men movie where they come out and they're like, oh, yeah, the, the third movie is always the worst. It's like, yes, we know you're in the third movie currently. I'm watching it happen. <laughs> you can only, like, wink and nudge when you're like self-aware, but you can't be self-aware enough that you make it a self-fulfilling prophecy. And that's really what resurrections did. And there is some okay stuff in there, like, but it's cutting the crust off of a shit shit, like sandwich. It's just, Mm. you you can't fix it enough. I will even say even without, even if they didn't make matrix four, Matrix two and three, yeah, are are bad sequels, and everyone's always like, "Oh, Matrix two, yeah, but oh, that fight, all the fight scenes they did on the throughway There's are amazing, parts. yeah." That's and you're cool. like, "Yeah, it's it's true, but what about three? What do you remember about three? I remember you was blind. See, that's the thing. I <laughs> yeah, I that- had." I had the Matrix because I – in my beer shop, I have TVs going and I put mm-hmm. movies – I put – I search through the thing and find movies that are on TV to have on there. So like when somebody walks in, there's something fun playing on TV. Mm-hmm. So I had the Matrix trilogy going and Matrix 3 was playing and I kept looking up at it going, wait, what? Wait, that happened? Neo goes blind? Like, I didn't remember. But then he can see the Matrix while in real life? Like, it was weird. And that's how he starts seeing? Like, he can see the program outside of the real life, which made you think that, okay, even... He's, like, in... Like, it's an existence kind of thing, where, oh, this is another Matrix inside of the the Matrix. And and it didn't actually play out or anything, so... But that was the thing, is, like... That's all Matri- I remember. Matri- the first Matrix, everybody saw it. Everybody saw it multiple times. It was awesome and cool. Matrix 2, you saw two or three times. You saw it. We, <laughs> we all went to the theater to see it. Uh, and then the third one, we went to the theater to see it. And I don't think I ever saw it again. Because I was like, mm-hmm. I don't need to watch this bullshit again. And again, it's... There probably was cool things that happened in it, but I was like, 
there was no reason for this to be made. There was no reason for that other move for Matrix Two to be made. It should have just been a a one and done. In nineteen ninety nine, when right nineteen ninety nine or nineteen ninety eight, when the I first Matrix 90, came out, I think ninety nine, maybe ninety eight. Uh, I was deep into you know reading William Gibson and uh, Neuromancer. Yeah, Neuromancer, Johnny, and um, you know, Johnny Mnemonic. Johnny Mnemonic was a short story. Uh, Mona Lisa Overdrive, uh, the Sprawl uh, trilogy. Oh, isn't um, isn't Paul so cool? Everybody, no, I'm Paul not, reads I, books. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna lift some more books. <laughs> you know, and Neil Stevenson, Snow Crash. Oh, like, you I was are. Deep. Yeah, I am. Yes, yeah, because people on this epi- on this show, John. Have never sat and just listed things they watched or have experienced. <laughs> it's mostly you. <laughs> you list movies I, quite a bit. I think we have a title that says Paul lists things. So, <laughs> uh, no, we have a title that says John lists a bunch of action movies or John lists blah 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 movies. Um, so when The Matrix comes out, we were we were all hoping that oh, this is this is a breaking point. People are gonna. Like, really enjoy the genre fiction that I've been enjoying. You know, this is the, this will start like the new the push forward. Like, Johnny Mnemonic didn't hit with anybody. Like, Lawnmower Man didn't hit <laughs> Lawnmower. Exactly. So, and then it didn't. And the, the sequels were even worse. And you're like, well, thank God that they didn't try to do Mona Lisa Overdrive or any of the other. Um, the Williams uh, Gibson Sprawl series because these movies suck. You know, these sequels suck. So I don't know. I, I do really love the first Matrix movie. I don't own it on DVD or anything. Um, I, we had. The first, I haven't seen we had it. The first Matrix movie on VHS. I haven't seen it in years. But that's and, the thing. But, like, I think the crux of the Matrix, and I think a lot of the movies we'll be talking about today is I could sit down and watch the matrix right now. Right. But if you ask me if I want to watch uh reloaded or revolutions, I'd be like, what else you got? The matrix. How bad is it that I forgot fantastic. that it's matrix two is called reloaded. I forgot the names. It's okay. They're not great movies. Uh, but guys, we talked enough about the matrix and, Let's talk about some better movies, just so we can talk about the worst ones in that franchise right. as well. Paul, I know you got a smaller list than both Chris and I. So he already your- talked about the Santa Claus. What else has he got? <laughs> I have uh, one that you guys might not uh, agree with. And I will say that part two does have some fun bits in it. And, and I, we've talked about it before, not on this show. But, Are you going to you know, say Back to the Future? Because I, I, I will murder you. Future. I am talking Back to the Future. You only need the first one. The second one and the third one, they introduce a character flaw in Marty McFly for no reason other than to invoke some drama in the series. Is the character flaw sudden, that his mom wants to bang him? <laughs> no, it's okay, all of a sudden sorry. Marty McFly can't be called a chicken. If you call him a chicken, he's willing to do anything that you asked him that, to do. Previously. That was baked in from the first one, though. Is it? Rewatch yeah. the first one. There's nothing in there that's that he like 
will suddenly like not back down from a fight. Uh, I think also, I think you're missing the point of the whole, he's just trying not to die in the first one. He's trying not to be erased from existence. So he didn't have time to be a chicken. <laughs> it's not like he's going to punch, you know, punch his dad in the face and his dad's like, well, what are you, a chicken? And then, or when he hangs up, was dealing with Biff, he gets, there's no time, no, no aspect of, in this film fair, uh, of that film. Or suddenly this is a thing. I it's, I will 100% allow you to have this, but I 100% disagree. I love the Back to the Future trilogy. I think it's great. I think everything they did in it is wonderful. I'm a huge fan of 2. I think 2, which most people are like, eh... I think the fact that they do an alternate future or Mm -hmm. or present for Marty and then they go back in time where Marty is then seeing himself do all his stuff, Mm -hmm. trying to be undercover and do all these other things, even help himself in that movie by knocking out Biff's gang. I think there's so much cool stuff in that that you don't see in time travel movies. I think the weakest part of that is the third one, which is fun being in the Western. So, as a joke, I did all of the um, episode artwork for this episode this afternoon because I had the day off. Mm -hmm. And for the episode art, I sent it to you guys already. I have the poster for Back to the Future 3 because I'm like... Uh, Back to the Future, people don't like some of these movies. Um, Mm -hmm. Personally, I think 2 is my least favorite of them because I'm not a big fan of the future parts of it, but I do like the Marty interacting with his 1955 self. I think that's Mm -hmm. really interesting and really well done. Um, And 3 has some gold in it. Like It's not my favorite of the trilogy, (laughs) but... Based off of how I felt about 2 and 3, I could not put Back to the Future on my list because I love the first one. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you can see it. No. my. I'm going to turn this. Uh, I have the Out of Time ah. license plate hanging on my wall now nice. because I got it for Christmas. Uh, you used to have it on your shelf back yeah, there. Yeah, it was, it was back over yeah, here. it was right there. Uh, I finally got it hung up the other day when I cleaned. Um, I love these movies. And when I say I love these movies, I mean... As a as a whole, so Back to the Future does not make my list, but I'm glad we got to talk about it because now it makes more sense that it's included as the episode artwork, even though it was three and not two. <laughs> three is okay, and I only enjoy part of the time when he's back in 1955 doing all that. I didn't enjoy the post the post apocalyptic version of the present 1985. I just. The whole thing with Paul, it you tell me you would not rehydrate a pizza. That whole thing. Oh. <laughs> I, that, I, see, I yeah, think that, that's my least favorite part of it. Down. I Lights think. On. I think the future part is the weakest part of that. But I do love. Don't go over water if you don't have any power. I, I, I say that stuff all the time. I say that stuff when I'm walking through a puddle. Like <laughs> that's one of those things that I just say to myself. 
Hey man, your board doesn't work out no water. Unless you got power. I I do like And I have, the guy the guy who plays Biff is fa- he was like a comedian that got the job. He's fantastic. He's fantastic playing Biff in the first movie. But then the fact that he plays regular Biff, old man oh, Biff. Old man Biff, I think, is my favorite character in two. Future Biff and old West Biff. Mad Dog he Cannon. Does, he does all of those. And, like, there are such weird, subtle things that he does as Mad Dog Tannen. Like, at, when he gets kicked out of the party when he was going to sh- shoot uh, Doc Brown, he has this moment where he's, like, crying in it, and he's like, what the sissies have their party? And it's one of those things, like, I didn't notice till just a couple months ago when I rewatched it that I was like, it's re- it's it's so subtle that he's crying when he says that, and he's supposed to be this big killer like he's a he's phenomenal in that series i love i love back to the future and uh no you, i love you can back ha- to the future you can <laughs> you can have this i love it you can have I this love the first one and i can understand it coming from you but i don't agree with it i'm just saying if it was Let's say it was fifteen ninety nine to buy the three pack DVD set, or it was twenty dollars to buy the just the original. I'm buying the original. Oh no, Paul, no. You, you're too frugal. You would buy the three pack. I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd just give away the second one and the third one on a. During, I'd sell it for a dollar a piece at the uh, next garage sale. Yeah, Paul, probably. is one of your next picks going to be Men in Black? No, I guess I don't care about that franchise um, enough. I don't care I, about that franchise enough. This is things that we we're kind of ashamed of. We're kind of like, ugh. We, you know, th- I understand the love for these. No, it's ones. not. It's bad sequels to movies that we liked. Okay, and I have to say, the first Men in Black is good. It sets up a world. Is, it's a lot of. Is this is your, this your pick, pick, then, John? Yeah, this is my pick. Okay. Okay. We're doing, we're doing three of these, right? Two. Oh, we're two doing each. two? Oh. We, we, Chris and I were smart. We picked two. I, I had it on the dock that we had two. And then you asked, and I said, two each. Yeah, I'll do Men in Black. I don't give a shit. Uh, That's why I hurried up and got Santa Claus in during the news. <laughs> oh. Maybe. Okay, I'm going to. I'm You you pick Back to the Future, Paul. I'm yeah. going to pick the. The live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Okay. That's that's fine. That makes sense. Uh, this was also on my list, so thank you for picking it so wait, I can still wait, talk wait, about which it. Which one are you keeping? The first one. Okay. Ooh. Ooh, I will fight you on this. Continue. Continue. Wait, so, so no babies love num nums. <laughs> num num? The babies. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I I will say the first movie is it's it's it, it's dark, it's gritty, it's it's really well done. You introduce all the characters that kids will know of <laughs> with with the Teenage Mutant Turtles. I think that one is 
is really, really well. Number two is great as a over-the-top zany reaction to kids loving the cartoon, but it's not good. And I will say this because I just recently watched it, and my three-year-old turned to me and said, this isn't good. (laughs) And I was like, yeah. And he's like, turtle cartoon. And I was like, yeah, let's put that turtle cartoon on because that is the 2012 Ninja Turtles cartoon is really good. And we watched that. Yeah, we saw that in theaters. Oh, yeah. Is that TMNT? Yeah. No, the the series. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, Nickelodeon. No, the Nickelodeon series. It's it's phenomenal. It's, it's it's better than the original series. It it is better than any other Ninja Turtle media cartoon movie that's out there. I will say that. Uh, better than Last Ronin. <sighs> possibly. We have Possib- talked about less possibly quite a bit. because I could see the Michelangelo in the 2012 series becoming the last Ronin. I could see I could see that happening. Um, I do enjoy two, but it's more of like just a goofy, fun watch. And three's horrible. Three three is not bad. Um, but this crossed my mind as something to talk about. But for me. I love the first one because it is so different from what I knew of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at that time. Because the first one's definitely more based on the, the comics. Like it, like you said, it's a much darker movie. They kill Shredder at the end of the movie, much like they do in the comics. Like I think at the end of issue number three or four, like Shredder's already dead. But when it comes down to it, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 has a special spark to it that just makes it such a fun watch and i'm sorry your three-year-old didn't like it but your three-year-old needs to get some culture man because the beginning when they're fighting people in the mall with like the blow-up dolls and like he likes that's fun he liked he liked that part okay he was all for that part as we progressed through the movie you could see this kid just kind of like giving me like the side eye, like, "What's your problem, dude? What are we watching?" <laughs> Until he turned and went, "It's no good." And my like, my son like will watch an episode of something and he'd be like, "That's good," or I'll read him a book and he's like, "That's a good book," or we'll play some type of song or music and he's like, "That's a good song. I like." That. I'm like, "Yeah, that is a good song. You're right." Did but you he, play for him ninja rap? <laughs> yes, we I Okay. I, I made this kid watch the entire thing. <laughs> he was not he just was not into it. Be very interesting to see how that affects him later on in life. Um, <laughs> but I don't like when I sat down and I put Ninja Turtles on my list because I knew like it is a divisive series and a lot of it based off of three because three is just not a good movie, even through the lens of like what the first two are and what they set up. Um, only thing I like about the third one is like the feudal like samurai that go back in time and then just start watching hockey with Casey Jones in the train car because that's just fun. Um, 
But two gives us some great jokes and lines. Uh, one of my favorite things ever is when they're infiltrating the junkyard where the Foot Clan set up after the first movie, and Raphael's uh, been captured, and they're like, it's quiet. A little too quiet. Look, it's Raph. Yeah, a little too Raph. That <laughs> joke, as an adult, someone who's almost 40 years old, still makes me laugh. And even just thinking about it now, I am smiling. <laughs> I think 3 has a lot of good bits and moments to it. And when you think about all those little those little moments, they're great. But everything interlocking all those moments, the rest of mm-hmm. the movie aren't good. And it's it's cartoonish and comical and a little over the top, and I think that's what they were trying to do. It has a layer of camp and cheese to it that are pleasing. It is that thing that it's fun to watch because it's cheesy. Yeah. But if you were to break down two, you would have to say it's not a good movie. But then again, it's dealing with characters that were just on a musical tour coming out of their shell. Like, you're walking in knowing you're going to camp at cheese. I think at that point, too, you can look at Secret of the Ooze as a course correction from what the first one was, because I know my parents were surprised as, you know, people that acknowledged and I don't want to say encouraged uh, my Ninja Turtle love. But we went to see that movie. And I think coming out of it, they were kind of shocked that it's like, oh, the turtles are killing people. And, you know, early 90s swearing on on screen. Um I think a lot of people went into that movie not expecting it to be what it was because they were aware of the Ninja Turtles from action figures and the cartoons. So I think the course correction that they did on 2 to get it more in line with what people knew and expected from them can kind of hand wave away some of what you don't like about it um, because that's what made the Ninja Turtles marketable in the first place is the fact that there's these weird, goofy characters that are also ninjas. So two's in line with what the public perspective of the turtles was where one's honestly, it is a better movie like watching it as an adult who like grew up with them. Like, yeah, one's solid, like nothing against one, but I, I do like just how stupid and fun two is. I don't know, yeah. but, but I will say, one has a lot going for it with Casey Jones because Casey Jones was my favorite part of that movie and I did not like that he wasn't in two. And I already told you one of my favorite things from three was the fat things back in it. So, you know. Yeah. I agree. Mm. And yeah, I mean, the cartoon came out in 87 and the movie came out in 1990. So there are like, there's two seasons of the cartoon by the time that movie came out. And that movie probably came was made when after season one. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Chris, what's your pick? So, guys, I have a big one here. And I'm glad oh. nobody else picked it first because mine works in layers. So I'm happy I get to talk about this because it opens up to a big discussion. Because um, my trilogy is actually going to be a trilogy within a trilogy. What? Because, guys, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say 
the original trilogy is the best Star Wars. But in the original trilogy, A New Hope is my, like, hey, this is all I need. Even though Empire is the better movie, I can just sit down and watch A New Hope as a standalone movie and enjoy it. So, yeah, yeah, have at it. A trilogy within a trilogy, boys. I broke the rules. And I also wrote down... I think you're going to bridge too far I also wrote down my favorite other uh, movies in the trilogies, trilogies. But you enjoyed the other two movies, right? It's not like you're like... Empire Strikes Back, I think, is a better movie. But for what it is, if I only needed... If I could only watch one of them, A New Hope. Because it sets up everything. And it does end... I think you need to pick a different one because I don't think I. This is I. I don't think I, I don't I. Yeah, I this don't. Isn't, this is this isn't the, this is that episode. This, this is that episode. You you need Sorry, to pick a different. It is that episode, and I see no, my it's claim. Not. And I've already it's, talked about you it. You don't need you don't need them. They don't need to exist. So you're saying yeah. the best movie out of that trilogy you would discard? I don't. I love it. I don't, but I don't need it. Like, if you could tell me, like, hey, one Star if I was Wars gonna movie, sit, if I was gonna sit down know, and watch, and you hope sets up everything else that comes after right. it. Well, Rogue One sets up everything else that comes after it. Well, mm. but if you're looking at it from a production standpoint, A New Hope sets up Rogue One. No, you wouldn't have Rogue One if you didn't have A New Hope, Paul. I, oh, you're saying it, you know, it's yeah, a movie it's, studio yeah. kind of thing. I, I don't know. I There's three of us. Are we going to veto Chris's pick? Because I no. veto this. I, I veto you're, Chris's pick. because doesn't this matter. Is, you're not allowed to veto it because this is my... No, we're, my we're definitely allowed to veto it. We're a triumvirate. We, we, yeah. We, we have... Chris, I just want to say this. We have vetoed so many things of Paul's. This is the one time he's on the side to veto. And I... I, I we, no, we, veto, we veto... You can. We vetoed his picks, but he still made his picks. Like, so it's still something that Paul picked. So yeah, yeah but and also I'm going to tell you from the other the prequel trilogy, Revenge of the Sith is my favorite, and then from the sequel trilogy, Force Awakens. Yeah, so everybody agrees. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're not saying anything new. Yeah, this is. Yes, we agree. But the point of this episode is to say, hey, these other movies didn't need, shouldn't have been made. They didn't need to be made. No, that is not it at all. The actual title. Wait, of I it, thought this was. Yeah, no, I, said, I thought this was my baby. Yeah, I thought this we, is what we said on the show notes. I even said up at the front trilogies. You, you only need one of. I only need a new hope. I don't need what comes out. Okay, so you're saying the other ones don't need. You don't need them. You don't, don't want them. them. You don't care about. Them. I right. need them. From now on, same thing. Guys, Ninja Turtles. I only need Secret of the Use. I love don't the first talk, one. Don't talk to Chris about the Mandalorian. Don't talk to Chris about you know Boba Fett. Don't talk to Chris about Clone Wars resurgence or uh, <clears throat> resistance. Anything else? We can only talk to him about what happens in the original Star Wars in nineteen seventy. Episode four sixty eight trilogies. You only need one of. When you look at that trilogy, I only need a new hope. We're not talking about everything Wait. else after. So you took my baby, renamed my baby, I owe raised your it baby. out in the woods. I drink your baby, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> and then spring this on me. 
Uh, spring it on me too. Like I, it's I, been on the show notes. The literal thing it says is. But we talked like we talked about it beforehand when we created this topic, and now you have changed. You've changed the parameters. I have not changed of anything. It. Yeah, you have because this is the. You are saying that the rest of those movies shouldn't be made. I did not say that. It's yes, trilogies but you only need one of. Your misunderstanding of what we originally talked about. No, you have no, because Paul and I are on the same page. You have misunderstood it. <laughs> trilogies you only need one of. Alright. What like what like let the baby have his bottle. <laughs> Whatever. I don't want to go that far to say baby has his bottle. Well, he is. Look you know, we're smug not, little we're smirk not, on his face. We're not Biff Tannen or what's his name in the third movie because for me, Mad that Dog third movie Mad didn't Dog need to be Tannen. named. Mad Dog Tannen. Yeah, whatever. Because screw it, it's not in the first movie. I, I don't care about it. Uh, I'm not. A, I'm not Mad Dog Biff Tannen. Uh, I'm not going to say let the sissy have their party. So all all of our first picks controversial. <laughs> Yes, controversy. <laughs> uh, literally, as I'm typing up the episode notes for this, I said, get ready for the next episode. We're here to talk about our favorite movies in bad trilogies, so get ready for some infighting. Mm. So you're saying the original trilogy is a bad trilogy? No, but of the three movies, is it all but good? you just said that is in the all good? show notes. You think Return yeah. of the Jedi is a good movie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Return, no, Return of the Return Jedi of makes Jedi's it a bad right. trilogy. Much like every other movie besides Force Awakens makes it a bad trilogy. <clears throat> Revenge of the Sith, good. Attack of the Clones and Phantom Menace is a bad trilogy. Framing device, you're looking at all three of them. Three of I them, one of them Attack makes it of bad. The Clones quite a bit. Really? Over the, the more I watch Star Wars, uh, Clone Wars, the more I enjoy. Because you get the introduction of the clones, you get the I like I, I, I like Attack of the Clones. I, I like it too, scene but in Genosis. I don't like it as much as Revenge of the Sith. Right, it, it, but you still like a, a like it. Yeah. No, I I still like Attack of the Clones. I actively dislike Phantom Menace, much like your pick, John. I still like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but Secret of the Uses that's the one that I'm going to go to if I have to pick one. Mm-hmm. I can understand why people will enjoy part two of Back to the Future part two and part three. But if those two movies never got made, I'd be just as happy having only part one Back to the Future. Is that because I, of the trilogy, trilogy? Back to the Future one's the only one you need? It's the best movie out of the trilogy. It is, I think, it diminishes part one having those other two movies being made. I think there's a diminishing factor knowing that there's the other two movies out there. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. That's hmm. the level that you, that we should come to this discussion with. Like, part one is worse knowing there's part two and part three out there. I don't know because I, I Santa can't. Claus, <laughs> Santa Claus is worse knowing that part two and part three is out there. See, I'm on the same I'm on the same side as as Paul on this. This that, that, never happens, by the way. So, people. If this think, is your first episode of the Magna Boardcast. This is so a to go back world. To go back to um, Star Wars, 
<laughs> you guys obviously pick Empire Strikes Back. And why wouldn't you? It's an awesome movie. No, no. I pick Return... Out of the original Tridge, I pick Return of the Jedi. Because it's a, re- it's a redemption story fulfilled. It, it's Luke at the end of his journey. It's Vader <clears throat> at the end of his journey. It is... It is the... It's, it's what everybody's been waiting for. John, for Star Wars. I... I love Empire and Return. And I probably would pick Jedi over Return. But wait, wait which one? There You just said Jedi. Jedi. I would you pick just said Jedi. You pick Jedi over Return. Return is if those are the two I, best Star Wars movies. Wait, which one's Jedi? Return of the Jedi. Is it better than Return of what? No, it's uh, it's better than Empire Strikes Back. I'm sorry, Empire Strikes okay. Back. You, you Empire. understand our confusion? Yes, Thank yes. You. I get it now because my brain wasn't working. I I drank all of this. <laughs> Wait, t- I, just, I literally told you to take it take it slow. Okay, so I'm, I'm do you think do using your argument, Paul? Do you think the Star Wars trilogy is worse because of Empire Strikes Back? Then because no, I no, I think all. Our our view against you on this, Chris, is all of those movies work within that trilogy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of those movies, you have the setup, you have the sequel that's better than the first movie, and then you have a conclusion that works and makes everybody happy. The trilogy, just, uh, the trilogy I, works. I was pulling that's on our, the, that's our no, point the, against the trilogy you, works. The trilogy but I was works. pulling on the thread of what Paul had said before, where. You're picking the movie that makes you regret the other two movies in the trilogy. So that's why I was asking, like, so you think A New Hope and Empire don't need to exist because of Return of the Jedi? No, they need all of them to work. That's why the trilogy works. They're all part of a whole. They all feel part of a whole. Unlike The Matrix, they, where you get... They all feel like Star Wars. <laughs> they, are, they are all Star Wars, canonically. And, you know, unlike, you know, unlike the Matrix where suddenly you're like, you walk out of the first Matrix being like, well, he can fly now. He's Superman. Like, how can the, how, what, where else can this go? And then it goes back and he's like somehow weaker. And then, or back or, to the future where you're, you're back and you're like, oh, suddenly Marty McFly has this weird character flaw. And you're like, well, this doesn't make sense. It's, it, it makes the first movie worse in a way. And I'm sorry that I didn't explain that, or I didn't exude that, and I didn't catch that uh, there was a different uh, docket, different thing on the docket uh, for this this episode. Maybe, you know, that's See, my character flaw. I, 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 I mean, Chris is t- telling us that we need to uh, read the docket better, more closely, and we need to all be on board even though well, every episode one of us is slightly behind <laughs> on what the, the other two but are thinking I, I will say because I I'm going to cover some I will forward it to my lawyer from now on <laughs> cover up some stuff because hey, I don't want to get Eric, caught uh, the best get forward to- the best trilogy of the trilogies though is the original trilogy oh yeah yeah See? well yeah yes all three movies together working together is better. See? Layers on layers. That's where I was going with that one. Okay. So you were purposely trying to get our goat. Guess what? You got our goat. Good. Uh, I love eating goat, guys. 
You know what? Goat is good. It's good. I've had a couple lamb burgers with some goat cheese. So good. So delicious. Remember but, say oh. what? Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, Paul, besides goat burgers and lamb cheese, what, what else are you eating up? Pirates of the Caribbean. Ooh. It was going to happen. Yeah. No, I didn't because I forgot about those movies until you brought them up. And I'm, I'm shocked. I, you know, when Disney Plus came out, Chris, you're like, oh, Paul, give... Give them, give the other two out of that original trilogy another, another uh, shot. Yeah, but there's four of them. And then I tried to watch oh the second movie. I can't even remember. Uh, what Dead Man's Chess. It's just so slow, and so it just drags on. And then the action sequences aren't as fun. No, like they're no, just them. not as fun. Uh, they're just over the top. Yeah, but that makes it fun. They're oh, but they're them fighting on like the giant like mill wheel. Yeah, and that <laughs> happens in the third act. It took you two hours to get there. I'm you're finally there, and you're like, you don't give a shit anymore. I what I I have never seen Stranger Tides because I can't get through the second and third is one to that, get there. Okay, is that the third one? Whatever the fourth one is, I think Stranger Tides is actually better than the two and three. I do enjoy the last one that they came out with, which is, you know, Orlando Bloom comes... It's like Orlando Bloom's son is uh, out there, and it's uh, Barbosa's daughter, and they're fighting against... Uh, yeah, that's the fourth one. It's the fifth one. Uh, There's five so, of them? So the first one is Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, Curse of then the Black Pearl. Dead Man's Best Chest... Moved. Then At World's End, which is the third one. The fourth one mm-hmm. is On Stranger Tides. And then the fifth one is Dead Men Tell No Tales. And the fifth one is fun, and it has redeeming things because it harkens back to the first. But having to get through three other really bad... The mermaids are in the fourth one, right? They're yes. in the fourth one, yes. yes. Okay. I haven't seen it. F- I can't get I, to it. I I think the fourth one is better than the other... So the um, the two, trilogy three, should go one fourth five. See, I think the ending of of uh, the next one, uh, the fifth one, is stupid. I literally don't remember where the fifth one ends. I've seen it maybe they, they, twice. They, they it's sail the water, and, the... and they're up there, and Barbosa sacrifices himself. It's uh, okay. stupid. That one I don't mind. I do think the one with... They're going um, after Poseidon's uh, trident, trident, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Paul, just to say it, because I don't think you've actually said it yet. Paul, which of the trilogies is your favorite? It's uh, Curse of the Black Pearl. It's the first one. The first, hands down, the first one. If they just made that, I would Mm be, I'd be happy because it was great. Everything after that does not need to have been made. I, I would. And that's the level. But if it comes, we need to. If it comes to like having to talk about everything else, though, I think I like two next, just because. That's what gives us Davy Jones, and I think Bill Nye does like an awesome job as a villain in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, three, I like where it goes with like Elizabeth Swan becoming like the pirate queen. I thought that was cool, but I think it meanders way too much in getting to like that climactic battle where it's like all the pirates fighting against the the East India Trade Company. Mm-hmm. Four, I don't remember besides the fact that it was focusing on a bunch of different characters and uh, the dude from Deadwood, whose name I forget. 
uh, uh, Ian McShane. Yeah, uh, he was Blackbeard. Um, and again, he's a sucky Blackbeard. He's a great actor, and it was great that he was going to play Blackbeard, but the I character he portrays is stupid. I think they tried to, like, reinvent the wheel too much at that point because they're like, okay, well, let's get back into the more, like, creepy supernatural stuff. Uh, undead ghost <coughs> pirates now, and it didn't catch me. And apparently, when you uh, Google Pirates of the Caribbean, there's a film called Tales of the Code Wedlocked, which is a short film, which is a prequel to Crest of the Black Pool, uh, Black Pearl, mm-hmm. which I didn't even know existed, so maybe I'll watch that later. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Yeah, Black Pearl's the best one. Um, and I think it's because it was so big that it was something so fresh and different at the time. And the box office for each other film like grew and grew, but I don't think they hit the nail on the head like they did after that first one. And it, they have tried time and time again, not with Disney, like trying to get things Tomorrowland. Uh, Bird. John Carter. Bride Bird, but... John Carter. <clears throat> um, we're, we're seeing it again with Jungle Cruise, which I did really enjoy. But I enjoy it. It's, it's we fun. have to wait and see. I think. Stupid. Guess what? If you so, but so have is Pirates the of other, the Caribbean. It's stupid too. Like it can still be fun. If you didn't have, I think Jungle Cruise would do a lot better. If Pirates only had the first Pirates, because then I then agree. nobody would be like, oh, these are creatures from and Pirates I, of the Caribbean. I'd also throw yeah. this out there. Uh, those movies would be better if there was only the first mummy. Ooh. Um, I, like the, I like the first two mummies movies. Mummy 2 is really good. The mummy. mummy 2 oh. sucks ass. And what? I want that kid to fucking die. Well, the mummy 2 is sucks. Mummy 3... It's actually pretty good. Mummy 3 is what to, Indiana tomb Jones... Of, tomb of the Dragon Emperor? Yeah. Indiana... See, I... Okay. Mummy 3 is what is mummy Indiana... Or, is mummy just Indiana gonna, like, Jones... side conversation mummy talk? Oh, we're having side, we're having okay. side conversation. <laughs> mummy... Mummy... Oh, wait, Everybody's wait. getting a bonus episode. Everybody's getting uh, a bonus I'm waiting for Chris. Mummy 3 is what Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull should have been. I... I agree. I I love Mummy too, but I w- will also acquiesce to your point where I don't like the kid, but I do like in the third one, they're like, no, let's age this kid up because he's not as grating. And also, age the run- kid up, kill the Jet- mom. Jet Li's awesome in <laughs> that movie too, even though he's like rock monster for like part of it, and then like dragon CGI creature for like the other half of it. And then they got to bring back the Mummy too to help beat him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think if I had to pick one, it would just be the mummy. Rachel Weisz's oh, eyebrows and oh, yeah. everything included. It oh, because hey. hands down, the mummy is the best of that franchise, and you don't need the other two movies. I will say, Scorpion King, not bad, and it's like the big. That's the launching um, point for the Rock. You don't have Scorpion mm-hmm. King. You don't have the Rock now. I only saw Scorpion King once. And I remember enjoying it, but I don't think I saw any of the Scorpion King spin-off ones. That's another that's another one. You just need the one Scorpion King. Yeah, you just King. need the one Scorpion King. Wow, you got two bonuses in there. The Scorpion <laughs> King and the Mummy John. Hey. Well played. You want to get another bonus? Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. The only vacation movie you need. 
Uh, oh, I, I like European vacation. Just I was just going to say. Where they're stuck in the traffic circle. And <laughs> Eric uh, Idle, they keep hitting Eric Idle. I, I would I say Christmas vacation, though, is probably the better one. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that, I don't like it. Wow. Okay, okay. I was just throwing it out there. It wasn't on my list. I'm just like, it I, I came think, top of mind. I me. think it's worth talking about because those movies are very much different from everything else we're talking about. Because everything we're talking about is like, like. Big, big fandom. Yeah, big budget IP action adventure, like fantasy, superhero, whatever. Um but yeah, all those movies are part of a trilogy, even though they're all still very standalone. Quadrilogy. Yeah, because they have different actors and different actresses uh, in them. They European change vacation, out the mom, they change out Christmas the kids. Vacation, Vegas Vacation. And so, then the original just Vacation. Vacation. Goes and to, then they have... Uh, Wally World, yeah. Then they I have... Forgot, how did I forget about that one? Holy crap. They have the Moose Vacation. Out yeah. They have the Vacation movie, too, which is... Rusty as an adult taking his family mm. on a road trip. Oh, so I never. And I never Helms. So that's the uh, five. That's the Matrix Resurrections yeah. of it, where they're yeah. trying to get back into it. I completely forgot about that movie. Yeah, I and do I think like Ed Helms though. Yeah, I think my, there's my two, friend Eric two. who loves the vacation movies says that I remind him of Ed Helms. I, I don't know how to take it. I think it's an insult. I, I, I think that's fine. It helps us. That's a not the person. worst insult yeah. that I've heard. Uh, I, I don't see it. And Eric is a weird guy. He's a nice guy. He's great. But he's he's weird. So, John, <laughs> Mummy wasn't your second pick. So, what is your second pick? Uh, see, this is. I got my. I have five left on my list, and I'm not 100% where to go on this. So I'm just going to... Do you want I'm me to pick p- first and see if maybe I pick something that you were going to talk about? Sure. Do that, okay. but it it's not on my list. Okay. Because, uh, guys, I'm going back to what really sparked the Marvel Cinematic Universe as we know it. And it's not Blade, because it's going to be X-Men, and it's X-Men 2. Like, every other X-Men movie since then has just been a pale comparison of what X2, X-Men United was. And I think that's the perfect X-Men movie. Like, everything about that movie just clicks. Uh, yeah, the first one proved that big-budget superhero team movies could work. But X2, man, right out of the gate with, like, that Nightcrawler scene, it gets you going. X1 was the big-budget budget movie on a budget, though. Yeah. Like... They even say it was like they were trying to do a big budget movie without spending the money on it. Where X2, they're like, oh, no, that worked. So let's give them a little bit more money. So, no, I I was thinking that somebody would have picked this film franchise, and I completely agree. Like, even, and to your point, what you were trying to do before, Chris, is trilogy (laughs) upon trilogy. This is the one, like. It's much better than all the first class movies we got. Yeah. It's better than the weird Age or, of Apocalypse or whatever things that came that's, after the that's, first class. That is, was. yeah, that's those are still first class because it still has McAvoy they're, as br- they're Professor bridging, X. They're bridging that gap though because as they go on more and more, they're like leading up to 
the X-Men are Ridge Stridge, <laughs> even though it's still McVoy. Like, but I just, have to say, Days of Future Past is probably the best... It's probably the best X-Men movie. I don't know if I ever sat down to try to watch anything. Um, I don't when, think I watched when they, it at that point, because at that juncture we had already gotten um, First Class. Mm-hmm. And at that... Also, we had two Wolverine movies, I think, at that point, too. And, and mm. there I was like, yeah, I'm done with these. And as they've and, come out, like they've just been kind of like diminishing returns. So my X Men lim- uh, movie knowledge is somewhat limited. And I mean, uh, I'd have to say, out of all of the, if you're going to tie all the X Men movies in, Logan Logan's the best, but is the best, yeah. and so is Deadpool. But they're all they're all branched together, right? Yeah, I would say of the expanded family, probably Logan's the best, but. I, I literally just wrote down X-Men and I was like, X-Men. You go across the X-Men, but yeah, the X-Men ones, two and Days of Future Past, I think, are the ones that are the only good ones out of all of them that have been made. Outside and of if, Logan. Because yeah, I'm just saying Logan's the if best they Wolverine have, movie. X titles. If they yeah. have X yeah. in the name, and this is even excluding new movies. Ah, ah, excluding. Ah, ah, ah. Ex- excluding it. If you're just talking, oh, sorry, or do you mean ten, including? <laughs> if you're talking X Men one through three, first class, and then all of the sequels with all of the characters from first class, X two and um, Days of Future Past are the best are the best ones out of. Almost ten films. Future Past is that the one with. The Sentinels and yes, yeah. and it has all the original people from X, the okay. original X three X Men in the beginning, and they send Hugh Jackman back. That one's to okay. Change the past. I think that one's the best of like the second trilogy with like First Class and. Um, if if we were going to yeah. do the if we were going to do these movies like we do the Marvel movie retrospective. I think if you sat down and we watched them all, X two would be number would be number one until we got to Days of Future Past, and I think everybody would be surprised that Days of Future Past would go over X two. Mm. But all the other modern quote unquote X Men movies, they'd all be at the bottom. They they're garbage. Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix are garbage. They should not be viewed by anybody. And New Mutants is the stupidest shit I've ever watched. I still kind of want to see it. Where is it, it on? No. See, I had the same is thing. Is it on had, anything? Chris. It's on, it was on okay. HBO Go. Do, don't, you do not, if we are not going to watch this for the podcast, do not watch New Mutants. <laughs> there is zero point. Okay. It but is, it is it awful. And she's from X Factor. It's stupid. Paul, fuck you, Paul. You, you know you're never going to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Until he has to for the X-Men retrospective if we ever make that a thing. But, John, did I fill enough time for you to <clears throat> to pick your, your next one? 
Uh, yeah, I'm going to do one where nobody's going to fight me on this. And I'm <laughs> going to say... Uh, Nobody fought Chris on uh, X-Men. Just, it's fine. Uh, Tremors. <laughs> fine. Because Tremors sure. 2 right. is the best one, right? Because it has Reba <laughs> McIntyre right. in it. She's in the first one. <laughs> is she? I don't remember. I have not watched a Tremors movie in probably I'm, 20 all right. years. Should I, I'll do the, ro- the RoboCop trilogy. Uh, Robo, the first one. It's good. Wait, not the Keith Urban. No, what's his name? No, that was Dread, where Keith Urban was Dread. Yeah, no, you're thinking of the guy who plays... Keith Urban's the country guy that was uh, doing... Wait, they're not the same person? They're different. No. You're thinking of the guy that played Rick Flagg. He did that one. He did a Robocop. There was a new one, yeah. All right, fine. I'll I'll do Jaws. Jaws, original Jaws. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. It's great. All the sequels, trash. Even Never Jaws. Never seen any 3D. of the sequels. They're garbage. <laughs> original Jaws. What about the Jaws movie? 26? Uh, doesn't exist. Back to the future stopped. reference. Back to the future part. They, two. they stopped making them because the Jaws sequels sucked. I'm That original Jaws movie had magic to it, had a great score. It created summer movie blockbusters. Jaws. I, li- I like that John just snuck like four like... movies in at once. Yeah. No, Jaws is the only one you need. The Transformers. The original Transformers. Uh, wait, wait, what, 1980? What was cartoon? The, what was the Transformers or one we the watched? Megan Fox. It was like it was like the third or fourth one that we were, we had so we had fun we with sn- it because we drank during it. So, so like John and I when we used to live together, like we were snowed in because there was a blizzard one night, and like we made like a Guinness stew and we just watched Transformers because it was we, on or like it was we, available to like to stream or something. I was given a I was I had a free movie through Redbox, and we grabbed it and watched it. I had to pay late fees because we were snowed in and I couldn't return it. I went to see the original Transformers with Matt, uh, Ed's brother, Ed's twin. Uh, Twins can be brothers. Theater, and that was a lot of fun. It, that movie, that first movie was a lot of fun. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a little weird how a Mountain Dew vending machine became a Transformer, but whatever. Sam Witwicky. Fun. Sam Witwicky. I don't think I've seen the other two. All right, fine. fine I've seen Paul. Predator, the Predator series. Ooh, the first oh. one's the whoa, 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 whoa! I love Predator. Not the second one. I love Predator too. They're Predator very different two, movies. They're very they're completely different movies. different movies. But you don't need Predator two. The you first don't need Predator. It, no, you I need, really like Predator you need Lover. Danny Glover, Glover is awesome. In Being that too movie. old for this shit. <laughs> but he's not too old for this shit. He's got that huge magnum gun. I like, I enjoy, I enjoy Predator 2, but it does not need to exist. It does I not. I feel like pro- you're just like, feel bad that you gave Chris so much shit earlier about the Star Wars pick. No, I just. Now you're just throwing out No, I just, I just filled it. I just ran my list. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm done. I got them all out. Um, guys, another, not a hot take, even though we're only doing two each. Jurassic Park. <laughs> uh Hands oh, down, oh yeah, the that original was, trail. That was the second one that I wrote down because I didn't know if we were going to be talking about the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Everything after Jurassic Park up until we got Jurassic World doesn't need to happen. If they just did Jurassic Park and then twenty <laughs> no. years later they did Jurassic World, is just kind of like a oh hey here we are again, kind of like doing that 
pseudo sequel requel. I, I I like Jurassic <clears throat> World, but I haven't seen uh, what the second one, whatever Fallen Kingdom. It sucks. It, it was on at a bar that I went to with some friends one night, and I was kind of like looking over my shoulder the whole time, like, but the di- dinosaurs. And I didn't get enough to piece together what was Knowing that you had that written down makes me a little bit more angry with you that you went with Star Wars. Because Jurassic Park, I thought, would not be that much of a discussion. Because as soon as I said Jurassic Park, I was like, yeah, the first one's the best. Like, there's really no discussion. Paul and I were like, you didn't understand the assignment. Yeah. It's on the trilogies you only need one of. You, which one? No, no, but you rewrote the assignment. I did that. I did not. We were talking about this. Like, we talked about it. Paul and I were on the same page, and you took it in another direction. Well, I took it in the direction I wanted to because it's <laughs> yeah, exactly one, exactly. the Thank one you. that I need from that trilogy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, fight yeah, me out yeah. again because the only one I need from the original trilogy would be a new hope because it gives me everything I want. Okay. Two, yeah, Empire Strikes Back. Oh, better I, movie, but no, I that's don't a better need movie. It. But if I had to pick one Star Wars movie, like A New Hope, it does everything I want a movie to do. Wait, wait, wait. Out of, okay, out of all Star Wars movies, would you pick New Hope? No. Which one would you pick? Rogue One. Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah. The ticking clock on it, like, just Mm -hmm. that overall sense of dread that it gives you. I don't think any other Star Wars movie has had that. Like... And I like the I like almost all the characters in it. Yeah, all the characters. I love all the characters. All the characters they introduce. Yeah, you love them. There are stakes to it, and those stakes make that movie matter more than anything that happened before or after did. Like I, as much as I love the characters that they introduce in Force Awakens, like Ray Pofin, I love those characters because they are Star Wars. Like Poe Dameron is up there on my list. Like. Finn, he's up there. Except on my then, list. suddenly they try to make him a spice runner. But that's like, they do too much to like try to like lean into like who the characters are like retroactively. I feel like none of that is seeded into like anything in the trilogy before that. They try to make all the characters Han Solo. Yeah, and it just annoyed me. It does at, in that last movie. I just could do it. And like, but again, I love those characters, but I feel like what Rogue One does had me, like, champing at the bit for more of those characters. And the biggest thing that I want from Disney Plus is that Cassian Andor series, because mm-hmm. that's a character I need to spend more time with. And oh. I, I If my three-year, like, prorated rate for Disney Plus is over before I get Cassian, I'm writing a strongly worded <laughs> email to Disney, and whoever's in charge... Because I don't know if Bob Chegbeck will still be in charge by then, but whatever. Who knows? But uh, so Paul saying, we've... "Hey, I bought this Disney Plus subscription under the understanding that I was getting a Cassian and/or series on Disney Plus because that was in the promotion. I that's what you promised me. This is bait and switch. I will take you to attorney to the New York Attorney's General, sir. I feel like we're probably gonna get Obi Wan." Before we get Cassian, which is fine because I'm super pumped up for Obi Wan, but get that Cassian show, like I, I need it. Oh, yeah. My body's like I'm gonna shut down if I don't get Cassian Andor within the year. I was, I was promised it 
I signed up for Disney Plus for the three-year deal with the understanding that I was going to get Cassie and So Within Paul, that three years. Paul, we, we all had extra picks and stuff that we snuck in and talked about. Do you have anything else you want to talk about that isn't the Santa Claus? <laughs> I, I tapped out. Like I said, I tapped out. Like, those were the ones that were... Those are the series of movies that were egregious to me. And, and right now, I'm holding out, you know, hope, you know... National Treasure could make that list, but there's a Disney Plus series on the way. Maybe it, maybe it can stem off that. But I, and two I, isn't horrible. It's not horrible. Like two's I, fine. I like two. I, two. I'd actually do things. I'm in that a sense of like me. I would have liked a third. I would have liked the third one. I would have liked the third. So, exactly, and I'm hoping that we get a third. <clears> one. But two annoyed me because they're like, oh, obviously we had to split up the. Male and the, uh, the the two leads, they have to be going through a rough patch in their marriage, and I'm like, no, I don't need everything to be like. Were they married? The will. I think they got ma- they got married between one and two, and then two, they're going through a divorce or separation, and it annoyed me because I'm like, just like in Jungle Cruise. Where they're like, oh, we need dramatic sexual tension between these characters of the will they won't have. It just annoys me. I know I said it when we talked about Jungle Cruise. I hate that it had that moment where they kiss and it's like, just have these people like at odds with each other. Like, you can have people just dislike each other, but still go through something together. Like, and that's why. Legolas and Glimley. That's what I love about Shang-Chi. Like,. Yeah. They do a great job. Like, no, these characters are friends. Like, if that movie had ended with, like, a big kiss between Shang and Katie, I would have been like, you, you don't need to have that. And I'm glad that that movie didn't bow to that, like, story trope. Because people can be friends. We're friends. I've never kissed any of you. And by that, I mean Paul. I've never kissed Paul. <laughs> <laughs> and you're missing out. I'm a pretty good mm. kisser. I'm a pretty good keyser. <laughs> Anyone have anything else they want to sneak in before we do the wrap up? No, I did all mine. Did you get all yours in, Chris? Um, Jurassic Park, Ninja Turtles was the one that I had that we, I still got to talk about. Yeah, I think I got everything in except for Blade, which I I think Blade Two is the best. Like, but yeah. Blade, I mean, I Blade One's I like, no Blade One's solid, but Blade Two, like they're like, okay, like we can do this. Blade Trinity is just trash, though. Blade Trinity was trying the, to build to like a franchise that was never going to happen, and also at that point, Wesley Snipes was like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. Someone tell me my lines off screen, and I'll say them, and then you need to tell me the next line, and I'll say it. And most of the shots are not me. Most of the shots are other people. Oh, Blade 2 is Funny. Guillermo del Toro, and that movie is fucking, like, frenetic and action-packed as hell, and I dig it. But Blade 1, uh, awesome movie. I love it. But Blade 2, like... Blade 1, Blade one launched comic book movies. Mm-hmm. Also, it has Donald Logue in it, and that dude always gets a thumbs up for me. <laughs> Boop. And if you want to give us a thumbs up, find us on Facebook, find us on Instagram, rate and review us wherever you listen to us. That's what people always tell us to, uh, that's what other podcasts say, so we say it. Uh, Mm -hmm. But it is great to have those things. It is great to know that you are listening. We're just three dudes that 
do this and make no money. We lose money on doing this. I spend so much money on beer and comic books, but it's for the love of the game, baby. Love of the game. 